whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It has been a week. A totally normal, low-key, no major surprises or changes this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's been very smooth sailing. Let's let's start with you. <laughs> okay. You've been dealing with your... Yeah, last time we talked, Ruben was doing a lot better. My life was coming together more. <laughs> but... He had a little stretch of no... He's had a rough, oof. rough week and went back to just being rough and... Not sleeping and being super upset and not eating his bottles and back to feeling like I have to go before the Lord every time for every couple of hours when it's time to do something different of putting him to bed or feeding him and asking God what I'm supposed to be doing because I don't know how to help him. And how do you feel about that? When you think about it, like when you step aside and you think about having to go to God every couple of hours, what does that? Well, I feel like it, I mean, that was my breakdown with Tim last night of me crying was I'm like, I just feel so helpless. And it just is like, he's my baby. I'm supposed to know how to help him. And it makes me just like want to ball when I'm like, but I don't know how to help him. But when you look at the like reality of it it's like what Tim said to me last night is like but you're not helpless and you have a God who loves Ruben more than you do and as you're going to him asking him for should I give him a bottle now should I bounce him on the ball should I just put him in his crib and let him cry should I like when you we're going to him every minute every half hour I, I joke that my life is currently in like 45 minutes cycles of he goes to bed for 45 minutes and then I have to start over and but when we view that as like I'm depending on him and I have to depend on him it's frustrating it is it is it's only frustrating because of my sin because I don't want to depend on him I want to just know what I'm doing and feel confident as a mom and feel like I know what to expect in my day and, and I know what to do feel like pride like, that doesn't, like... We can say it's like, oh, well, sure, you just want to care for your baby, and you just... But it, there's it comes... There's truth, and there's good parts of what right. you're wanting for sure. But it comes down to a sin issue of, like, I don't want this to be something I have... I want to be. It, I want it to be something I, I can depend on my own strength to accomplish. It's, it's just a lot of work to have to maintain relationship with God mm-hmm. that shouldn't be work and that should, we should find as a sweet blessing. Right. And that when we really step back and think about it and look at it, we do, like, it is a sweet yes. blessing. And it, it does. But it's exhausting because it's like having to die to myself more right. than just cruising through my day not having to, like, 
yes, pray, but not having to like look to him for every every question. Right. And it's exhausting, but it's exhausting because it's sanctifying the sin in my heart. Like then when you really like at least for me, when you get to the bottom of those times, you don't you don't wish them away right. because if you really think of your life being composed of only times that are smooth sailing mm-hmm. and easy and yeah. kind of on autopilot and there isn't that depth and that mm-hmm. relationship and seeing that care and that provision and that faithfulness and a God like opening up more of who he is mm-hmm. and, and so it's, it is hard and it isn't comfortable it's painful right. but yeah and one of the songs I've been listening to on repeat the last few days is um beautiful eulogy is omnipotent Mm -hmm. and it's like you're my confidence and that's what I have to keep going back to I want to just be confident in myself as a mother Mm -hmm. and I'm not and so then it makes me feel completely like a terrible mom because I am not confident in myself but the point is my confidence needs to be in Christ that right he doesn't give you five kids and then give you your sixth kid and say, well, you don't need me anymore because... You got this. I've given you... I mean, there's aspects where God is really gracious and does allow us to be more comfortable in certain things. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's even things about parenting Reuben that you don't even have to think twice about because Mm -hmm. you have had five other kids. Right. And... Yeah. um, So there is, like... I'm not saying there's never growth as a mother and... Right. Um, but just when you think you're like sanctified in one area, God just reminds you that you still need to work on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he always has new things he can bring along to uh-huh. really yep. help you. Even when you like feel like, you oh, thank you now. I think I got this. I would encourage others that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's like an onion that's just layer by layer. He's gently, ever so gently, but still ripping it off, mm. ripping off the layer and revealing new levels of things that make you want to cry like an onion does. <laughs> Especially Abby. I Abby. have really sensitive onion Abby eyes. really cries for the onions. Yeah, I don't know. That's a true active love she's cut an onion for me before you guys i have on multiple occasions and i don't enjoy it at all but she does it like a trooper out of her love for me and my onion love so our babies are three months old my baby is four months old today oh look at that which is yesterday for anyone because this isn't coming out until tomorrow okay Right okay. now, it's Friday. Our babies May, are three and a half and four months old. Yes. They are? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, that's fun. Pax is starting to roll over both directions. Oh. Which is cute and fun, but he's also hit the stage where he's getting real antsy to be able to, like do more mm-hmm. than what he can do. Yeah. He's getting really annoyed. He wants if 
the kids pick him up and like walk him around the house and take him outside and take him downstairs where he can be seeing new things and they kind of include him in all yeah. whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. He is like so happy. So happy. But he used to be super happy on his play mat, like playing with the toys hanging there, but I think he's starting to get real bored of that and yeah. is like hello. He's still not like doesn't scream and stuff, but yeah. he's just gets like <laughs> Yeah. Hello. Include anyone? me. Yeah. I want to go outside to play, too. It's the beauty of having a large family, though, is there's lots of kids who can just take him and walk him around the house, so... It's true. Um, so, I've had a stretching week. Would that that be appropriate? I feel like my week has even been stretching for you. Yes. God has been sanctifying me and revealing even more sin in my heart for your week. (laughs) I am going to preface this with saying that I feel very vulnerable talking about all of this in the place that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. but I also feel very convicted that God wants me to be really open and Mm -hmm. allow other people into what is going on. And But it is hard when you're in a place of just having being confused and not knowing what's going on that it can be hard to open up in this place it's easy when it's you're through it and you can talk about it right but it's even harder when you're in the middle of it i don't have answers and so i know there's going to be questions but i have the same questions yeah so um and a little bit of this is a little bit like i mean it's even vulnerable I'm not going to know how to word everything perfectly but um, I don't even know how to explain this exactly some of you will be able to relate perfectly and it won't even seem weird and you'll be like well yeah of course and others will be like that's kind of weird what is she talking about but I've definitely had some moments in my life where God has, I don't, uh, for the lack of a better term, I feel like some people want to say God impresses things upon them, and that's very true. It's not an audible voice, but where the level of God communicating to me and the level of which I know it's God and not me, and it's, my heart is so resistant to what is being mm-hmm quote unquote said to me but when I say said it's you're not hearing like an not audible hearing an audible voice but I'm I'm thinking uh, and I'm thinking actual sentences that don't feel like they're coming from mm-hmm. my thoughts that's the only way I can and I that sounds so like weird but it's it doesn't happen a lot or anything, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something where there's times where it's just like, you need to obey in this, and this is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So, a few days, that's the end of last week. Yeah, like, like some, a week ago now. I'm on like Saturday, maybe. I don't even know the first day, but I was thinking about, oh, Tuesday is Cinco de Mayo, and that's the day I finally took a pregnancy test with Pax. If you guys don't remember or weren't listening way back a year ago, um, you can go back and listen to some of those episodes from the beginning of the end of April and beginning of May. And I was struggling with whether I was even going to take a pregnancy test the next time I thought that I was pregnant. 
and um, I was pretty confident that I was pregnant by that point and Chip and I came to the decision together that I would take a pregnancy test test to confirm um, partly for me but mostly for his sake to he trusted me but also he really steps up and carries a huge load when I'm pregnant and it was just really it's hard to know when you're not the one feeling things and mm-hmm. knowing things and um so on Cinco de Mayo I took a pregnancy test and I found out I was pregnant with Pax. Um so I was thinking of that coming up and it was very distinct. And you're gonna test again on Cinco de Mayo. And if you go back and listen to all of that, like that's definitely not where I am at this stage of life of like wanting to just take a lot of pregnancy tests mm-hmm. for whatever, mm-hmm. whenever, just, just for fun, for fun mm-hmm. just to see. Right. Um, and I mean, I didn't even want to take a pregnancy test necessarily when I really strongly felt like I probably was pregnant and was following a cycle and was yeah. knew I that there was a reasonable chance right. I was pregnant. But at this point with your history, it felt like the chances of you being pregnant is next to impossible. Like right. because so you've never I I know that some people get their periods back really early, but I've never gotten the earliest I've ever gotten my cycle back was when I between Kenzie and Riken um, and I didn't get a cycle back. I ovulated and got pregnant, but that was when Kenzie was seven and a half months old, and I found out when she was eight months old. And that was the closest that you've was ever had closest. babies. And with her, I was actively trying to get her to sleep through the night. She took a pacifier. She was eating a lot of other foods. Um, so the thought of... And that was the earliest that I've even gotten cycle back Mm -hmm. it's not even like other times I've gotten my cycle back that soon or sooner but just haven't gotten pregnant like that's the soonest I've even ever ovulated right um so if you go through the reasons that we know Mm -hmm. of things that prevent typically not perfectly but like have impact on your fertility Mm -hmm. it would be the fact that I'm getting older the fact that I'm nursing and I'm still nursing through the night. It's not like my baby's sleeping through the night. These are all things that Pax would decrease doesn't your use a fertility. Um, so if there's like a time that he needs to be comforted, even if he's not hungry, I would be likely to have him try to latch just to calm him to down. Calm down. You are pumping. I'm pumping for a lot. Another baby. So. I'm pumping, I've been pumping two to three times a day in addition to my nursing sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, You've been doing different, like, calorie things with not eating breakfast and... Right, I just, I've never liked breakfast and so I kind of went back to a place of I'm not going to eat breakfast and see just how things go. So I have been eating fine, but not, it's not like I'm really bulking up and... Mm -hmm eating tons of calories and I mean I do take different supplements and things I feel like I try to stay healthy so but but all of these things make it seem really unlikely like and on top of that I haven't had to my I I'm fairly 
I've taken time to try to educate myself about my body. I'm aware of my body. I feel twinges. I see my cervical mucus, like things that... Clue you in on you might be ovulating or starting to gear up for that. Right. So even that, the fact that I've never really had anything that would Mm -hmm. make me think like, oh, I wonder if I'm... Yeah. Getting fertile. So the idea of you taking a pregnancy test on single de mile this year just felt stupid. It it felt totally unnecessary, totally unreasonable, and I was super resistant when I had that thought. Like, no, I'm not going to test again. Like, why would I ever do that? Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I had. We usually have a lot of cheap Amazon tests, and I had given all of mine away to someone. Um, and I wasn't planning to buy any more until I was closer to a year postpartum when mm-hmm. I thought, like, when I thought my fertility might start gearing up, I was like, well, then if I even decide I'm going to take any tests, I can buy them then, and I'm just not going to worry about it right now. There's mm-hmm. no reason to worry about it. So I kind of went through a, f- a couple of days where that just kind of kept repeating, and you're going to take a test on mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I'm like, but I'm not at all. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tuesday came and my parents... Did you think about that at all when you woke up on Tuesday? Mm, no. Like you didn't... I think I thought about it on Monday night before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. But I was like kind of the same as the other, like... Yeah, like I'm not doing But it's that. not like I woke up and opened my eyes and was like, today's the day I'm going to test. Right. I just... Yeah. My parents... I mean, because I was still kind of in my stubbornness, like... no, Resisting I'm not, the idea. I'm not going to. Like, it's, there's... The thing... I also needed, I kept thinking, like, I don't even have a test to take. Like, I'm not going to take a test. I don't even, I gave all of mine away. And I'm not going to ask Abby for one. I'm not going to ask Melissa for one. And so I kept thinking, well, if I go to Walmart to get some things that I need for meals, then I'll I'll get one when I'm there. Maybe. (laughs) But it was like, that was mentally on my list. Mm -hmm. But then the way things worked out... I ended up really only needing some vegetables, and Melissa offered to get me things from Superstition Ranch on Monday, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see her text in time, so she had already left by the time that I told her the couple of things I needed. And that was really all I needed, but also I needed fruit and things that I was like, well, I should just go there and look myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Trying to remember because then I didn't even make it to superstition until Wednesday. Right. It basically just got to the point where I figured out like, well, I don't actually need these things until I. That's what I figured out that I didn't need those things until we switched like some meals around and mm-hmm. so it's like, well, I can just go Wednesday and so then it was like now the only thing left on my list mentally is for Walmart is a pregnancy test which mm-hmm. I'm like I don't even want to go get it so I'm not going to right like, I feel like that was one of my first I wouldn't say it was disobedience necessarily because I don't think God was like strongly saying I needed to go but in my mind it was kind of, it was definitely like a resistance like mm-hmm. well sorry hard, can't do it hard to take a test when I don't have one and that would be stupid to like go out for one pregnancy test and I'm not gonna tell Chip like I don't have any if he's like why are you gonna take a pregnancy test I'd be like oh God thought about it to, to, I don't, yeah like um 
So, I my parents had decided to come up on Tuesday to see us, and we had had lunch, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and I was walking down my hallway, and it was like, okay, now it's time for you to take pregnancy tests, and I'm like, I don't even... Like, am I supposed to try to, like, go to Walmart right now? Like, this just feels crazy. So I went and looked under my sink. Like, maybe there's just one under there. And I found a test that Abby had had me hold on to three first response tests that are, like, a little bit more... fancy ones. (laughs) We call the $4 ones fancy now. (laughs) Because we buy the Dollar Tree as the medium level and the, like, 25-cent ones off of Amazon as the... Yep standard go-to tests um so I had one of those left that was expired and but with it being expired usually that just means that there's less of a chance that I feel like it would show up as being positive if it were supposed to not usually that it's going to show up as being positive right yes um so I like look up like how much are these stupid tests I don't want to have to buy the expensive ones but I'm like I can't use Abby's test and not be willing to replace it so I looked it up and it's like eight dollars for a two pack so I'm like okay well if I use it I can just buy two more tests when I'm at Walmart the next time so that I have one in case she asks me like hey do you still have that test um I didn't even know you had this I test. Know. So. I know, but this is how I am. You know, I know, is, but I wouldn't yeah. be able to, like, I would feel guilty. That you were, like, stealing this yes. test from me that I didn't know I even had. Yes, that's exactly Yeah, me. okay. Um, so, I'm, like, opening it, and it's, like, a massive box with... Bright pink. It's, like, the box that is supposed to hold, like, three tests, mm-hmm. but we've already used two out of it. So, it's not even, like, a box for one test. It's, like, a yeah. three-pack box that's bright pink in a big foil wrapper and I'm used to these tiny little like internet cheap tests that you can kind of like tuck and fold and hide Mm -hmm. the evidence if you're without having to like go to great lengths you just sort of put it under some toilet paper in the trash can and it's Uh like nobody's gonna dig through a bathroom trash yeah but this was feeling like I'm gonna have to like bring it its own trash bag in here just for this box (laughs) and I and I put the test in and I set it on the counter thinking this is so dumb I don't even know why I'm doing this this is like the biggest waste of four dollars and I feel like so illogical and I'm if you know me at all I'm a pretty rational logical person so it felt really hard for me to do something that felt so irrational Mm mhm and pretty much instantly, it was positive. And Dark positive. Like, not just like a, is there something there? But like a... Oh, those are definitely two lines. two lines. Like, for sure. Like, if I show this to Chip, he's not going to be like, mm, I kind of see something. Like, it, it, is, it was just as dark as the control line. Yeah, it was two lines. So, I go out to the kitchen. I pull Chip back to our bathroom. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, so baby number 10. And it's really sweet. And I'm just like, 
I can't even talk about. I feel the same way right now. Still, yeah. You know, like it feels immediately. I'm thinking like uh, something wrong with this test. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, I I have to take another test. Even though, if it was any time that I would have like been inclined to think I was pregnant, getting that. I would never, I probably would be like, I don't even need to take any more tests at all. And, Mm -hmm. but I was so in shock that that was like the first thing I was like, I need to take another test. And Chip was like, why don't you go take another, like see if Abby has another test you can take. So I came over to Abby's and I, in the meantime, as I'm feeling shocked and not knowing what to do, I drink like a quart of water. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So I peed, took a test at Abby's, but, and so the test comes out completely negative. Like, we're kind of looking at it like trying to see a line mm-hmm. because the other line felt so definite and I had literally just taken that test like 15 minutes before mm-hmm. that we're like, we have to see a line. Like there's no possible way in my mind that there won't be something there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I think I can see it. But, like, no. Like, yeah. even after it dried, there's, like, nothing there. Mm-hmm. But we took another test back to my house to the first pee. That, that you still had I on had your like bathroom counter. a little bit left that I had. I'd, like, dumped it out. But there was, like, residual. I was like, I don't even know if this is going to be enough to, like, do the test or not. And dark line, like, right away again. Mm-hmm. With a totally different brand of test. The, one of the cheap ones. So at this point, it feels like, oh, well, I just had drank all that water. It was just so diluted that... Right. It, it didn't just, pick it up. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I was feeling completely shocked and stunned, not knowing how to even, like, process thoughts. Mm-hmm. And because that meant my babies were going to be... A year apart, mm-hmm. and it just the same exact day you found out you're Paxton, pregnant with Paxton. Right, I had you were finding no, out again. I had zero. Usually, I have some sort of like, even like, this might be too much information, but even like marking that we've even like even the days we've even had sex. Right. Because I'm like in some way, like oh, I could be fertile and yeah, but. You had I'm zero not signs. In point where we're clearly having sex, but I'm not like right. writing that down of and so I am like feeling and I got this these dark positives, but then the one with nothing that I'm like, even if it was really diluted, you would think there would be something mm-hmm. there, but and so basically at that point I'd say God was really impressing upon me, like, I was the one that led you to take these tests, and, like, you need to trust them, and this is what's happening, and I'll provide, and, Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've struggled for the last several pregnancies. When, um, when I was pregnant with Brinley, so she was my fourth pregnancy, uh, I went to my doctor's office for an early ultrasound, and she did the ultrasound, and the first words out of her mouth were, 
do you even understand how blessed you are? Which I'm not, I, I, I didn't. I'm, I'm glad she said that to me because I think I didn't realize like how, how rare it is to have four healthy pregnancies, one of them being twins, super close together. Mm-hmm. Um, and not ever experience. I had never had miscarriage. a miscarriage. And so, but the other thing that that has done, which I don't think is right, and I think I struggle with every time that I find out I'm pregnant because I don't think that this should be our attitude towards the blessings that God gives us. But it, it's instilled a level of fear for me of like, this is going to be the one. Like, there's no way God can just continue to give me babies and not, like, me not experience loss at some point. Like, mm-hmm. um, just kind of a jaded attitude. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's wrong to be realistic that it's always a possibility. Right. But when you start to get somewhat cynical about it and you let fear creep in and take over and you don't let yourself connect with your baby and you right. mm-hmm. are unwilling to like it makes you less likely to want to acknowledge it and because you just you're instead of living in the mm-hmm. now of like what you're actually experiencing you're letting your mind run away with you mm-hmm. towards fear and yes. towards something that's not actually happening and that's not okay to do. It's okay to acknowledge that it's a possibility, but it's not okay to start making choices and having emotions tied to right. the what if. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been a struggle for me. Um, so as Tuesday went on and as I was left with my thoughts, I kept going back to that negative test and thinking like that just so weird like and I kept praying and asking God like what was up with that test like it's really bothering me I just like want it to have been positive I don't like is something wrong and also the knowledge of the fact that nursing and having high levels of prolactin inhibits progesterone which is really important at the beginning of pregnancy so definitely having thoughts of maybe it's too late maybe I maybe like nursing has caused my progesterone levels to be too low and I'm miscarrying and I mean that's all very much could be the case but God's answer to me as I kept praying to him was I led you to take those tests like this is where you're at and like I just need you to rest in my plan. I'm not saying my plan is that you won't miscarry, but I'm saying that you know that I'm the giver and I'm the taker and I have a plan and you need to just trust that. This is what I've led you to do. This is what I'm, this is the point I brought you to. Mm -hmm. And you're asking for more information that I'm not giving you right now. Right. But it was like a a mental fight and battle of like, but I just want to take another test. And it almost was like a parent whose kid is like nagging them and nagging them and nagging them. And it's like, fine, take one then. Take take a test, but you need to rely on the test that I like, what I told you to take. And 
but take another test if you want to take another test. So on Wednesday morning, I got a test from Abby and, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, this will just like give me the peace I need because I know that God's asking me to trust those other tests. And right. So I took it and super, super, super faint positive. Like it wasn't negative. It was definitely, it was definitely a positive. It was definitely a positive. You, there was for it, sure two lines, but it was way lighter than it was. Like way, the day way before. lighter. Like incre- more of like the type that if that would have been the only test I would have taken, I'd be like, oh, I see it, but. Mm. Uh, I feel like that was my positive for Ruben. Maybe, but you still like wanted to take more tests to have it be dark. Getting darker. Yeah. Just saying, it's like that where you. But it wasn't the like squinty eye, like I'm kind of making up a line, holding it up to the light. You can look at it and see two lines. Um, And honestly, when I took that test, I felt like God was kind of saying, okay, like it's positive. Like you have your confirmation that it's positive, and now you need to put the test away and stop worrying about this. And so I put the test away, but I didn't stop worrying about it. And the fact that it wasn't as dark was what was, uh, it really just feels like God has been testing me. And again, when I say that, it's not like he's saying, if you trust me, everything will be okay. It's like the things I know of God is sovereign. He's the one that gets to do what he wants with my body and with the life he creates. And he can create life. He's, some of the things I believe that I think are important to share and why I'm even sharing about this is because I strongly believe that within the context of marriage, husbands and wives are supposed to be having sex. They're supposed to be coming together in a, and it's supposed to be a beautiful and vulnerable and intimate thing. And it's not supposed to be, we're, we're not supposed to be blocking things off and taking things and trying to separate the act of sex from the act of potentially creating life. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're supposed to be having sex in only in order to create life. I don't right. think it's supposed to be the only reason that reason. God created but sex. I, over the years, God has really shown us that I'm not saying that it's sinful to use condoms or but I do think that there is a huge measure of blessing and truly true connectedness and intimacy when a husband and wife can just come together mm-hmm. in in a way that you're not I don't know it's this is one of those things I know is controversial I know it's I know that hearing this there's going to be people potentially hearing something like that for the first time and really feeling defensive over it. And I, that was me many years ago Mm -hmm. feeling like, well, no, like you can have sex to have babies. You can have sex and just do it for pleasure in Mm -hmm. marriage. Like that's okay. And it is very much supposed to be a a pleasurable and intimate act for Mm -hmm. a husband and wife, but of like, reminding you of that covenant of becoming one and so 
when you throw things in there like condoms and having just the practical aspect of what has to take place to put that on and it it does it's called the barrier method and it truly is it is putting something between the two people that are supposed to be coming one mm-hmm. and um so i know that like i said that this might be really controversial i'm not trying to imply that i This these are deep deep issues that husbands and wives need to wrestle with. They need to Mm -hmm. to wrestle with each other. They need to wrestle with God. But in our experience, that's definitely been the case. But within that, Chip and I, I mean, I think if you get to that point, you have to be fully surrendered to the fact that you're you're giving your bodies, you're giving your marriage you're giving yourselves to the lord Mm -hmm. and saying we are willing to do what you have for us and we trust you that you won't you won't give us a baby and then leave us Mm -hmm. you won't give us something that's you god is just as able to prevent you from being pregnant as he is from creating life Mm-hmm. In the same exact circumstances, it's I just so fully believe in his sovereignty over creating life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that the practical aspects and that there isn't a natural order that he's established mm-hmm. that says like this is a time that we can measure women are more fertile or this mm-hmm. is a time where they're less fertile or like he's put cycles into place. He's put. Mm-hmm. He's put things into place like the fact that when you're breastfeeding, it it does create a hormone mm-hmm. that... And he's given us signs to be able to identify when we're fertile or not, typically. And I'm not saying we can't utilize those things in prayer before him mm-hmm. and that he can't give us knowledge and peace about using those signs mm-hmm. in, in ways even to avoid pregnancy at times. Like, I'm not putting down any hard and fast lines. I'm just saying that... This is what I believe about it, but within that, it's still revealing that this might not have... I was just so unprepared. Like, this was not my time that I expected Mm -hmm. for it, even though I'm very clearly engaging in the very act that is saying, Mm -hmm. God, use this if it's your will. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so that's one... Thing that I think, you know, I just was really, I, I was caught off guard and it's, it just felt like my reaction was feeling counterintuitive to, or counter, not counterintuitive, but counter, contrary is what I'm <laughs> like, I don't know what Contrary to what I would say I believe mm-hmm. about it. Like, I shouldn't be so shocked. I shouldn't be so, like... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just hard. How do you measure that? Because right. I think what I'm saying is I had gotten to a place in thinking that I could educate myself about these signs and these things and I could know and I mm-hmm. could. That you shouldn't be ever shocked because. And that it was like even in relinquishing my control, I still felt like I had control over that mm-hmm. because of the knowledge I felt I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. um that's one 
aspect that was just I, I'm trying to remember where I was even at and I'm sorry that I'm I know I, Wednesday you had taken the other test it was positive but it was right. light then you left to go to Superstition Ranch Market and spent time in the car praying and right and God at that point kind of reiterated to me like because you were struggling through like what to tell people right and like believing that I even could be pregnant because of the fact that it just nothing nothing matched up with the knowledge I was so like clinging to Mm -hmm. even though the deeper truth and knowledge I believe is that God is able to like if you're having sex God can make a baby if he chooses to Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what pills you're taking or condoms you're using or Mm -hmm. like I would much more say that at the root level like God can use sex to create a baby Mm -hmm. so the fact that I felt so shocked by the fact that he used your sex to create a baby not just shocked but like no, like this can't. This doesn't be fit possible. logically. This is mm-hmm. impossible. But it, even though I would say it's absolutely possible, but my feelings just were so conflicted with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really just again reiterated, like I gave you, I gave you another positive. Like you, I, I'm giving you validation, but I'm not giving you the validation you want. Like you want the validation of another dark line that just fits in your head of like. This is what is expected now. Like, Mm -hmm. if I've... I need these things to, like, Mm -hmm. give me the confirmation that I'm looking for and that I want. But you were so thrown for a loop with even just the fact of, like, this shouldn't be logically possible because I'm breastfeeding because I'm pumping. So it was just very... So you wanted to hold on to the, like, logical aspect of, like, okay, but now I need to see the lines getting darker to fit at least that part of it. the same, like, at least staying Mm -hmm. what I originally experienced. Like, it hasn't even been a full 24 hours, so you would think that it would... With how dark and soon it was positive the first time, like... When I say it was, like, a lot lighter, it was, like, a lot. Like, it took the full, like, two or three minutes or whatever you're supposed to wait to, like, be able to really see anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, half as light. It was, like, a a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. But it was still kind of the same message. Like, okay, I've given you. Like, you still have a positive test, and you need to put them away. And you need to trust the first test I gave you, and that's where I want you to be, like... That's what I want you to be living in right now. I want Mm -hmm. you and the other. So then with that, like the other thing that I believe strongly and that I, I think God extra challenged me on was that we shouldn't be, we shouldn't feel, and this again, isn't something where I'm condemning other people and how they choose to live this out and what to do, Mm -hmm. but life that God creates should be rejoiced over and celebrated even if he's going to take that life. Mm-hmm. We we don't seem to have a problem with that when a baby's born. Rejoicing mm-hmm. and celebrating over that even if the baby, we don't know that the baby's going to die a week later mm-hmm. or a day later or two years later or 50 years later. Like, but... I think part of the disconnect that our culture has placed on pregnancy and especially early pregnancy is because 
there's a chance for loss that we don't have control over. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. We don't tell people. We don't allow people into the potential pain of that. We don't let them rejoice with us until we feel sure, until we have confidence right. in it. To not disappoint other people. But when you really, the, the part of that that I don't agree with is that we never have confidence in how many more days we mm-hmm. have. We're never guaranteed another hour of our life. Mm-hmm. Things can happen so quickly. Things that can be crazy can happen that we would have never anticipated. And so when we guard ourselves from... I think we, we want to somehow intellectually try to pretend at times this isn't the case for every person this isn't the case all the time like I'm not again I'm not saying everyone needs to announce their pregnancy to every single person the second that they Mm -hmm. see a positive pregnancy test that's not the point I'm making but the point I am making is that we shouldn't be living in fear or thinking that we need to not acknowledge and rejoice over life that God gives Mm -hmm. until we feel confidence in some sort of measure or standard. Yeah. That first ultrasound or getting past 12 weeks or all of these different things that we've, we've created as the, and now we can be happy about this and now we can celebrate this and now it's real Mm -hmm. when, I mean, obviously, I don't even agree that you have to take a pregnancy test and you have to know that Mm -hmm. you're pregnant when you're four weeks pregnant. I think it's fine if you don't even know you're pregnant until you're 12 weeks pregnant because you didn't, like, I'm not advocating for one specific way for it to look. Mm -hmm. I'm advocating for the attitude underneath of it. Right. Which is what I would say I believe, but... When in this week, as I was being challenged with it, I really wanted, because I didn't have confidence, even though God was making it super clear to me that he had given us a life to celebrate, I was wanting to not do that. And he really put me in a position with my parents being at my house when I took the test, Mm -hmm. where I wasn't able to just hide away and like I was so shocked by I couldn't even function normally that I I had to tell them and your kids yeah I told we told everyone right away um which I don't normally wait a long time at all right but it was like I didn't even have a chance to think through and evaluate like do I want to do this but then as I started thinking about it with other people and knowing like well now all my kids and all their friends know and like and um, another thing that came up with that was the fact that I was pumping and I was unsure as to, like, should I keep pumping as much as I'm pumping? Should I pump less? If I pump less, I feel like I would like to give Candy an explanation of why... The person I'm, you're pumping right, for. <laughs> why I'm giving um, less milk to them, even though I don't... I mean, they're not expecting a certain amount, but I've still been giving them about the same amount every single week that and so I'm like oh but then I'd have to tell her what's like I'd have to tell her that I'm pregnant and but I don't feel so confident in I I feel confident that I, I have been given a baby I don't feel confident in what the outcome of that's going to be mm-hmm. 
But we never really have confidence in what the outcome's going to be also. Mm-hmm. So right. how is it really any different than any time yeah. other than how I'm just looking at it? And um, so I was feeling pretty settled in, okay, I just need to... I need to put the tests away. I need to not worry about it. And when I have some sort of physical, like over time, I'm either gonna, my my uterus is gonna grow. I'm gonna, like, things are gonna progress and I'm gonna have a baby or I'll start bleeding and miscarry. And like, that will be my answer. And like, but the for today, right now in this moment, the, the knowledge I have is that I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and I need to live according to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I need to right. be. I need to be living out what, eating what I feel like I should be eating if I'm pregnant, like what I believe is good and healthy for not just my body, but for my baby, you know, um, not maybe like working out as much, just not, not stopping working out, but working out in a way that I would be conscientious of mm-hmm. like, not overworking, I guess, making sure, again, it kind of goes back to food, but in a different way of like making sure I'm giving my body enough to like Mm -hmm. go around for all of the exercise I might do or whatever. Um, So then last night I sort of, yesterday um, after, and again, if you didn't listen to all of our podcasts through our pregnancies, um, Food is just an interesting, as I get older and try to figure out how to keep my body healthy mm-hmm. and be able to maintain more pregnancies. Um, I just, my pregnancy with Paxton was a lot of experimenting of different things. I have a tendency to have a higher um, fasting blood sugar in the mornings, but then good numbers the rest of the day um so I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out and Mm -hmm. I mean I still don't really know but your pregnancy with Paxton you invested a lot of time effort and energy in trying to figure out how to eat in the way that is best for your body. Not that you ever arrived at that right. conclusion, but you And that's still- what makes it frustrating is I do feel like I had a good, overall, a really good pregnancy with him. And I do feel like on base level stuff, like I know I can't eat a lot of processed sugar mm-hmm. when I'm pregnant and have it do good things for my body. But I think that's true of like processed sugar, we all know isn't great for anybody. Mm-hmm. People can tolerate it. Some people can tolerate it better than others, but... It's not like, oh, that's a big surprise. Like, sugar is not healthy for you. Right. (laughs) But um, I think, you know, I got to this place where I thought, like, okay, I just had a baby, and now I've got some time before I'm pregnant again that I can not have to think so hard about this, not have to put so much effort into this. Mm -hmm. And really, almost, though, also struggle with like am I idolizing trying to figure it out too much Mm -hmm. and how do I even know where that balance is and where that line is yeah and really the only answer to that is to be seeking God Mm -hmm. that's the 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 bare bones basics what it comes down to is 
just checking your heart, mm-hmm. praying to him, being in the word and listening when he convicts you over yeah. something you might be idolizing. But and that was our conversation that we had last night when I came over to your house talking about. But there still can sometimes be a frustration and a disconnect between believing that that's true, but then still having to make practical application yes. of it like now. Right. Like, yes. and now you need to eat. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels even more frustrating that it doesn't feel like it should be hard to seek God and then apply that in the moment. But there are times that you are asking and you're praying and he's not making it like he's not giving you the eat this right now. Or like Mm -hmm. it's very much just feels kind of quiet and like I just need to make this decision. And yeah, so. I was kind of having a little bit of a meltdown about that, and I feel like out of Chip feeling kind of, I wouldn't say helpless, but just trying to figure out how to practice. I was especially feeling like this feels like a lot of work when I don't even feel confident in this. Like, at least let me to feel confident in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, God had given me my answer that I needed to just put it away and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I needed to take, I needed to go off of the first tests and not the other ones. But I I had kind of told Chip that, but I hadn't, I mean, I was, I, in all of this too, I wrestle with, am I just making all of this up? Like, is this really what God is, quote unquote, telling me to do? Or is this just me applying like legalistic rules to myself and trying to make some sort of framework that I need to be obedient mm-hmm. to. Right. And when you throw in the, the message of the gospel, we know, we know that as far as salvation goes, we don't have to, there, it's not like not doing one of these things or doing one of these things when I feel like God is telling me to or not to do mm-hmm. them is like, I'm going to, bring the wrath of God upon me and I cannot be his child anymore. Right. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't call us to obedience mm-hmm. and still give us things to be obedient in that right. we're going to experience blessing from just trusting him mm-hmm. and from just laying aside our ways and ourself and listening to what he's asking us to do and trusting him in that. Right. So I have brought on a lot of my own consternation in all of this I feel like of where he's being faithful to continue to just tell me like just trust what I gave you to begin with like that's what I've been asking of you this whole time so just do that and you still might lose your baby and that's Mm -hmm. okay like I have given you this baby I am worthy it, it, I have every right to take away any life I choose at any time. Mm-hmm. And not only do I have the right to do that, but our response should be to be blessing his name. Yeah. Um, the yeah. song that has been, uh, will forever be connected to this baby no matter what, is blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, or blessed be your name. Yeah. Um, and just... Like, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, blessed be your name. Like, that's supposed to be my response. And my response is supposed to be obedience to what he's called me in. And right now he's told me I'm pregnant and I need to be obedient to that. And Mm -hmm. I need to have a heart that's 
willing to come to him mm-hmm. and not be frustrated that I don't have it all figured out and that I didn't get it figured out in my last pregnancy and that I didn't get enough time mm-hmm. in between to like right. not have to do that hard work and right. that I need to like we talked about earlier in the podcast with me and Ruben of like wanting to be confident in what we're doing mm-hmm. wanting to just know what we're supposed to do and be able to do that and follow that and I think as women that is very much what we want to be able to do. Like we want to just have it laid out, the rules very clearly explained so we can just go along with what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But when it feels gray and it feels like we have to look to God every hour about what we should eat or when we should put our baby to bed and like it just it feels too much work. Mm-hmm. It feels too messy because we want to rely on ourselves and our own confidence. Right. So um Last night, as I'm struggling through that and and just really, really having a hard time having, being angry at myself that I'm having a bad attitude, but still having a bad attitude and just feeling so frustrated, I think, chip out of trying to figure out like uh, some way to encourage me. I was like, well, let's order some more tests from Amazon, but... Abby had given me one more, and he's like, why don't you just take that test right now? And I think we both just thought, like, it will just be that, like, even if it's light again, it'll just be confirmation that, like, I need to be trying and whatever. Um, And I took the test, and it was completely negative again. And I'm left at a point right now where I haven't had any cramping, any bleeding... I didn't even think, I didn't even have, I mean, looking back, it's actually been interesting because God has definitely revealed, like given things that were, I had a whole conversation with Abby over texts a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. Where I was like, if, like I hate the postpartum hormones that make you feel like you're pregnant and listed out all these different things that were like pregnancy symptoms and I think can be also ovulation symptoms some of them mm-hmm. um, just hormonal shift though and so that kind of came back around of like well were you pregnant then? was I pregnant then? was I ovulating then? and got pregnant like in like at that time that like mm-hmm. um, so there was that there's still the fact that it feels like one thing to get a negative test like two full days after getting the positive test Mm -hmm. and being discouraged about that and I feel like I would be really discouraged about that if that was the only negative test I got but the fact that I got the negative test like 15 minutes after I got the really positive test Mm -hmm. makes it more confusing Mm -hmm. and makes it more like as is God something is telling wrong with me, these, like, super cheap tests. Right, and, and, and as God is telling me, like, I'm not giving you the information. Like, I, you need to stop. Like, th- that's what it feels like in this one of, like, I'm not even going to give you, like, a positive confirmation right now. But he's kind of left me feeling, like, that doesn't mean that this couldn't all work out with a healthy baby in the end of it. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee of that either. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't feel like any of the things he's asked me to do or not do that I've done or not done that he's like, oh, if you would have just not tested, then I would have given you your baby. Like, right, right. I don't feel like there's any correlation with that at all. I think it's more of just 
But it feels like for both my situation, my situation with Ruben and your situation, as we grow in knowledge about pregnancy, about fertility, about being a mom, about raising children, as we grow in that knowledge, it feels like God is like bringing us back to like, but actually you can't rely just on your knowledge. You can't just rely on the data and the things you think you know in order to do this. You need to rely on me. Like I need to be your confidence in that. And I think about your pregnancy with Deke when you had what you thought was a whole period, like a whole six days of bleeding. But really, you were pregnant with Deke, and you just and didn't know. We had even talked about me taking a test. Yeah. And I didn't because I started bleeding. Right. And but just how, like, yes, there are these, these signs God gives us of when we're fertile, when we're not fertile, what we can look for. But yeah, at the same, like, pregnancy test, that feels like a, we should be able to rely on a pregnancy test, whether it's positive or negative. But I feel like all of this is, like, coming back to, like... God needs to be our confidence. We need to be looking to him and relying on him. And sometimes when we think we know everything, we don't know everything. And I guess when I say that I'm at this point holding on to the positive tests, the reason why I feel like God is leading me to hold on to those is because he so clearly was the one who prompted me to take those in the first place mm-hmm. to the point that I'm like, he wanted me to know that. Mm-hmm. He, there's no doubt in my mind that he wanted me to know that. And the only, with that knowledge, I have to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so with that knowledge, my faithfulness looks like drinking my pregnancy tea, trying to eat enough protein, not backing off on calories, but eating enough, mm-hmm. trying to do things that will be a benefit to a baby growing and he's asking me to do that whether this baby lives or not mm-hmm. whether the negative sign tests are a sign of that i'm going to miscarry or not but my body has not given me signs at this point that i'm miscarrying mm-hmm. and the test he wanted me to know about that i didn't want to do was that he's given us a baby. Mm-hmm. And I need to be faithful as a mom in that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not saying that I think for a mom to be faithful, you have to drink pregnancy tea when you find out you're pregnant. I just... Right. These are the know, things, are things that, that God has convicted me of for my... How to care for your body and your babies when you're right. pregnant. And so I'm not saying that's what every person has to do. That's just yes. where I'm at and what I feel like I need to do to be faithful in ways that I can be mm-hmm. to what God and caring is for your body. giving yeah. to me and putting before me. Um, so the point that we're at right now is that I've told a lot of people that we're pregnant and a lot of people are really excited with us and we're really excited, but there's still the underlying, it's, I don't want it to be there, but it's, it's just going to be there. Mm-hmm. But God's asking me to just rest in him and trust him and Trust in his sovereignty, and there is peace in that. There's so much peace in just knowing that this is a life he's created for his glory and for his purposes. And if those purposes are to get my attention, to call me to rely on him and to stop like worrying so much about tracking things and knowing things and just being content with listening to when he brings about things, then that's okay. Like he's allowed to do whatever he wants with this life. He's allowed to have it last as long as he wants, but it's not fair of me to not acknowledge the life he's created and not praise Mm -hmm. him for it Yeah, and not celebrate it. 
Um, and I told Chip that I really want him to be prayerful when, because we had already ordered other tests that are supposed to come tomorrow. Um, and I don't think that it's wrong to test more. It's more, I was trying to push it on my timeline of what I wanted and mm-hmm. like the gratification I wanted in the confidence in confidence yeah. I felt like I needed at the times that I wanted it. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as Chip, as like the head of our family and of me and the one who has been given the role to care for and protect me and love me he's very willing to and I've asked him to be the one that is really prayerful and knowing when he thinks we should take another test or not take a test at all or that God would help lead him in that and that almost through that it also I'm hoping will help us have confidence as a couple Mm -hmm. as we walk through pregnancy and birth and Mm -hmm. life I mean there's so many lessons that we learn through this that applies so much outside of Mm -hmm. those circles I mean even as you're talking about like the apply to parenting but even Mm -hmm. other life decisions um so um that's kind of where uh another thing that God I, I feel like God really clearly led me to was to look for a progesterone cream. Um, it's, it is well documented that prolactin, when you're nursing the hormone that your body makes, and progesterone, which is important for pregnancy, they inhibit each other. They're not super friendly towards one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, I've been nursing every single time I've gotten pregnant and I've always, I've never, it's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, my babies have always been old enough that they're also eating food and not nursing as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then the fact that I'm also pumping, I don't think it's unwise. I don't think you, and I feel like I sought the Lord and prayed about it and I felt like it was a I had a lot of peace about looking for a progesterone cream, mm-hmm. it's just a topical cream you apply. Um, there isn't a lot of harm that can come from it. Um, but if, if, like, what if that's why he's allowing me to know that I'm pregnant right now? Is my body needs that boost of that? Maybe like in. So I actually had found one on Amazon that was a free overnight delivery, even though it was only like thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. That I just don't feel like that's super common to have that as a delivery option so um i got that and started using that yesterday and kind of the second confirmation he gave that gave me in that was i had literally just gotten the package just opened it and put it on and i told another one of my friends that i was expecting and her immediate response after being so excited and congratulating me was would you want this dot 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 and sent me a picture of a progesterone cream it was a different brand and stuff but it just the fact that that was the first thing that came to her mind Mm -hmm. with me nursing and yeah it wasn't even like I said anything like oh like I wonder if my progesterone's low and she was like oh you can have this cream if you want it was like that really brought a lot of reassurance to me of like okay like this is something I can do um 
another thing to be honest, I've really there's definitely this twinge in me that wants like in when I am at my height of going down fearfulness and wanting to control things I'm like I should just stop pumping like there's I shouldn't keep pumping that's just adding to the like danger to my baby Mm -hmm. but God has made it really clear that I should just back off on pumping for multiple reasons that I just need to trust him in that and that but that's what he still wants me to be doing and Mm -hmm. that he'll orchestrate if I'm not supposed to be or like it might not be forever but yeah so um that's kind of where I'm at with those things and just waiting and seeing and trying to not really asking God to give me a peacefulness that allows me to continue to not just pour myself into this issue and mm-hmm. like I mean feels time consuming to be seeking him often but to just have confidence then when he leads me in certain ways and not keep second guessing it not keep rehashing mm-hmm. it not keep going right. over it not want to like google negative test after positive test where you're really <laughs> still pregnant like <laughs> yeah. yeah um not like pour myself into these things that he's like, just asking me to trust him in and right. instead continue to pour myself into my family and um, be present with the kids I have and be present with the baby I have, but not neglect what he's showing me right. about what he yeah. has given me also. So, sorry, that was like a really a lot and a lot of detail. And if you made it this far, join us in praying for this baby, praying for Danny. Praising God for celebrating this life that he's created. And baby number 10 for the Browns. And yeah. And really thinking about what you believe about all of these things and these truths about who God is as the creator of life, the sustainer of life, the one who has the full right to do what he wants with each of us mm-hmm. and that he's good in the midst of that. Yeah. That if he takes this baby, he's good and mm-hmm. it was always his plan and I can still rejoice and celebrate in who God is yeah. and um, yeah so we'll try to keep you updated when we do more podcasts <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about these things again yes um, but I feel like I've shared so much, so many details, but just the people God has placed in my life and the way he's orchestrated the timing on so much of this and the support and love that I feel from the body of Christ um, has really just been incredibly humbling. Mm -hmm. And it's the things that you know and you believe, but experiencing it is just... I'm... We're just blown away at God's love for us and mm-hmm. his care for us and how, like you said, he might be peeling back layers and it might be painful, but he does it so gently mm-hmm. and and is is caring and providing for us in just the right moments all the time. And so 
Anyway. All right. That is the whirlwind of emotions of, my, <laughs> of our week. Yeah. Oh. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> this, dun, dun, dun. The suspense you're feeling right now is how we feel. We, we get it. <laughs> We're not trying to leave you hanging. It's just. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.